Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Higher Ed Geek Podcast, episode number 40 with Carl Turnland. Um, just a really fascinating conversation uh, with the variety of things that Carl has done and is into, and um, it's everything from his uh, origins, working with his family, uh, essentially with like showbirds, um, as somebody might do, like show dogs, um, up to you know his work in residence life and higher ed, and his interest in Harry Potter, Star Wars, all sorts of geeky stuff like that. Um, and then also, um, yeah, just stuff he did in school and uh, his interest in tarot cards and what that means to him and uh, what it means for others that he works with. So just really broad array of stuff, but all really interesting. It's a great listen um, and uh, really happy that I get to uh, share this conversation with you. So um, after this brief message from our sponsor, this is episode number 40 with Carl Turnland. This episode of the Higher Ed Geek Podcast is brought to you by Top Hat, the teaching app that makes active learning come to life. Top Hat helps thousands of professors create their perfect course. Our app is easy to use and allows you to engage your class, adopt next generation textbooks, and run tests, all within a secure digital environment. See why faculty in over 700 colleges and universities across North America trust Top Hat to power their classrooms. Visit tophat.com slash geek. That's tophat.com slash geek. All righty. So, um, yeah, I appreciate you uh, taking some time out here to hang out for the show. And, uh, yeah, I think you are somebody who, uh, when I put out the call for guests, uh, yeah, it just made sense. I know you're kind of a, a fellow geeky higher ed professional uh, and just uh, <laughs> folks in all their own ways uh, that they sort of uh, kind of represent that uh, – that moniker, but, um, yeah, I'm really curious to hear more about your story and the things that you're into. So, um, we'll go ahead and get right into it here, but, um, yeah, if you just want to quickly introduce yourself and your professional journey and how you got to be where you are today. Yeah, of course. Well, first of all, it's so cool to be on the show and to be able to talk about the things that I geek out about. Um, the idea of being super interested in, you know, maybe a thing or a couple of things at a time has really kind of been a defining feature of both my personal and my professional life. Um, so everything that you bring up in the episodes resonates in a really, really cool way. Um, my So my professional journey or my journey so far um, actually started back in rural Minnesota where I grew up. I grew up on an ornamental poultry hatchery, which means that we raised um, a whole slew of different um, chickens and peacocks and pigeons and geese, all these different kind of birds. Um, and then I would participate in fairs, county fairs, those kinds of things, showing these birds, which was so, like, I think back and I'm like, that was a different lifetime. So crazy, such, like, such a weird thing. But it was like one of the first things I ever truly geeked out about because I wanted to know everything there was to know about these birds, where they came from, what made them the way that they were, how they were supposed to look according to different standards. It's kind of like a dog show, right? Like we all know like the American Kennel Club, Thanksgiving, the big like look at the poodle, <laughs> look at the golden retriever. Uh, but for me, it was like, look at these chickens. So I... Um, actually can credit that in a little bit of way to my student affairs uh, journey as well, because one of the first roles I ever had as what I would consider to be like an educator was working as a mentor through my county's 4-H program. So I was teaching younger kids about the poultry project and like how to show a chicken, 
um, which is so crazy, but so amazing. Um, and when I wound up going to college, I was the first one in my family to go. I ended up uh, being an education major, and I paired with that anthropology because I've always kind of been really obsessed with the way that things connect to one another. Um, and so in typical ed major fashion, I was in a bunch of different school settings and wound up really falling in love with the idea of being in a higher education setting. Um, and the rest is kind of history, grad school, uh, a couple of different professional positions, some definite challenges there, which we can maybe discuss a little bit later on. But I'm currently in a role, um, a pretty traditional residence director role in an office of residence life at a small liberal arts college. Um, I do a lot less educating about chickens these days, but it's still like my go-to fun fact. So mm. it's it's still living on. <laughs> if nothing else, uh, yeah, <laughs> go-to fun fact. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting sort of thread that you can kind of follow through. And uh, yeah, I think we all have that. Uh, I mean, maybe we're, whether we're, we're kind of a parent to it or not, um, you know, yeah, like things that, you know, sparked our interest uh, that at least maybe just ignited that passion for getting deeply into things and maybe it's something that we've continued to be into. Um, but I think that is just part of what, uh, you know, uh, it's like a geeky nerdy core is just, uh, you know, getting deeply into the things that we're into and just having a curiosity. Um, so I guess, you know, it, how has that maybe kind of manifested like during your college experience? Like was there things that you were into then, uh, you know, uh, that gave you something personally and or professionally that uh, still resonates with you today? Yeah. Well, one of the things that my, one of the things that was unique to my college experience, I think was a program I did during my first two years while I was at the institution. I went to St. Olaf College, which is a small liberal arts school on a hill, very picturesque, small town kind of vibes, right? Um, shares a town actually with another small college, Carleton College. Um, and all of this is in Minnesota. Um, our school didn't have an honors program, um, and I had sort of been intrigued with the idea of being in a very interdisciplinary um, study environment on purpose. And it kind of goes back to that idea of wanting to find connections between things, right? Um, but I did this program that was called The Great Conversation, and The Great Con was a like five-course sequence that looked at the basically the rise of Western philosophy. Mm -hmm. um, so we did everything from reading religious texts from the Greeks and the Hebrews all the way up through um, contemporary authors, um, philosophers. And we covered like architecture and a, a number of like science um, writings about different science philosophies and different arts. And oh my goodness, it was just so interdisciplinary. And I think that that's been the thing that has most helped me uh, in a way, like learn how to learn. Uh, so then when I went to grad school for student affairs, the, the, the idea of connecting student development theories or organization theories or those kind of things and integrating them into practice or integrating them into my everyday life, it was second nature because in the great conversation, we were literally trying to engender a conversation between the authors, many of whom have long passed, um, and our cohort, when we were moving through the course sequence, we moved through it together with the same group of students uh, and still friends with a lot of those folks. We still check in about people like Goethe or, you know, Jane Austen. Like it, it's fun stuff, but it's also kind of like the thing that helped me, I think, like most efficiently geek out, you know, like when you learn how to 
connects all of your varied interests to so many different things. Like I'm probably on my sixth playthrough of Skyrim and I'm like, yo, I'm all down for this conversation about lore that's happening on Reddit because I know what the parallels to some of these like really big philosophical undertones of Western philosophy have, have meant over time. Um, so it definitely empowered me in so many different kind of ways and is definitely a hallmark of my, my own liberal arts experience. Hmm. Yeah, it's super unique and yes, and super interesting. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that is definitely like when you're like academ- academically equipped to be like, especially uh, kind of geeky or nerdy of like, uh, you know, that critical analytical lens that you can uh, take to media and stuff. And it can just add that additional layer of enjoyment. Um, and uh, yeah, certainly try my best to do do that myself. Uh kind of consume things with that uh, critical perspective. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess, you know, transitioning that kind of brought you to, you know, present day here. Um, so what are some of the things that you really enjoy most about your your current work? Yeah, I think so. I was not somebody who ever intended to be in residence life for a long period of time. Um, it has become a functional area home for sure within my current role. Um when I arrived here, I was coming off of a weird transitional period. Um, so in student affairs, and particularly in some social media place, spaces, uh, sometimes I think we are really great about talking about hardships that people experience in the field. Um, other times, maybe not so much. Uh, so in my first post-grad position, I was actually laid off. It was a institutional kind of budget reduction. There were a lot of things happening internally to the school and our department took a really steep hit and that was a really difficult transition and it I, I was working in residence life at the time and it was just it was one of those things where no one had equipped me to go through that kind of change right hmm. and then i landed in a property management position which you know a lot of people talk about life lessons and how they hit you when you least expect it. I didn't know I needed to know so much about public-private partnerships, but there I was in downtown Chicago, <laughs> kind of like trying to get by, but learning so much about the private side of student housing. Um, and that actually has come to benefit me in a big way as I kind of continue through the career. I wound up here at my current position um, because I was looking for something that was back in that higher education setting. Um, But that whole journey has given me such a deep appreciation about what it means to combine, you know, a more personal take on student development or about, you know, bringing your full self to to the table when you're at the kind of conversations that often happen in residence life offices with this idea of, you know, even though I'm still at a very entry level point, like we have some pretty good influence at this at this particular institution. And it's so empowering to to know that that work is seen and that it's integrated into the student experience in such a big way. Um, that's the thing I think that keeps me here, um, or at least keeps me coming back to residence life for now. Um, right now, I'm really focused on conduct in my role, which is not something that has been a focus in the past. It was usually more of the residential education in a more traditional, like working with programming models, doing assessment of that kind of thing. But uh, I have really enjoyed the idea of being able to get into some of these really intensive conversations about things like decision making. And and that should surprise no one at this point because of how like big picture thinking I am. Um, so it's been it's been a really cool challenge, really cool journey. And I very much appreciate the stability of my current role. I think there's a lot to be said for that. Huh. Yeah, for sure. Because, um, yeah, I know I've... Uh 
struggled with certain transitions, which I think, I mean, kudos to you for handling a like transition that was put upon you. Um, mm. But yeah, like, you know, you graduate and you know, like that that's coming and you prepare for that and those sort of things. So um, even with that, I've, I've struggled in those times and appreciate a good routine and knowing where stuff is and just like, you know, uh, feeling kind of, uh, yeah, just kind of settled in. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, and I guess going through a phase right now of really absorbing the value of like the educational moments of conduct, uh, mm. certainly a good, uh, good takeaway for sure. Uh, even just for the moment and maybe you kind of are like, okay, I think I've, you know, learned all that I want or can, uh, for now and kind of go on to a different aspect, but yeah, just really kind of deeply connecting with learning about, uh, uh that aspect of the work is, uh, it's very good stuff. Um, yeah. but, uh, also good stuff and, uh, the fun stuff here, um, so if you want to kind of just uh, segue here to um, the things uh, that you geek out about currently, um, if you want to kind of just start sort of, you know, thematically um, things maybe that you've always been into or more recent discoveries, whatever you, you know, is kind of top of mind for you. But, you know, I'll make sure to get into specific things that we can recommend um, a little bit later. But, um, yeah, just kind of what's what's capturing your attention right now. And uh, yeah, I think if I think really big picture about the things that I geek about, they always involve really engrossing stories, right? Like these really amazing narratives that are complex, multifaceted. I've always been in love with star Wars. I've also always been in love with star Trek. I hold them both near and dear to my heart equally as possible, depending Mm -hmm. on the season. Um, One of my first role models actually was Deanna Troy. And it's no wonder that I get so engulfed in these empathetic conversations around conduct because as the ship's counselor and the next generation, Counselor Troy was like doing that work, right? And championing that long time ago. Um, so the it's the complexity of those stories and the complexity of those characters that I think were the most sort of intriguing for me. And then later on when I was, you know, doing a lot more reading and that kind of thing, Harry Potter, of course, became such a big component and that's actually made a recent comeback in my life because of a podcast called harry potter and the sacred text um so i wasn't a huge podcast listener for a while um while that was becoming like a big thing i didn't really have like a commute to listen to those uh things during and then when i started commuting there was it was kind of like a a a gift of time to be able to be on a train and to listen to all of these different kinds of podcasts that were doing some storytelling, but some of the podcasts like Harry Potter and the sacred text were taking texts that I already knew and making them feel so fresh and so new and so vibrant all over again. Um, so that particular podcast is all about reading Harry Potter in a way that treats it as if it were sacred. So they, the, the hosts of the show apply sacred reading practices to chapters that they read through different theme lenses. And then each episode they go through and they talk about the you know overview of the chapter. They talk about personal anecdotes. They go through um, you know a number of different reading strategies and they really delve into these themes in such a deep way that it, it does become so meaningful and so deeply transformative that it's just like, oh my gosh, it's like a new story. Um, so that has been good. So yeah, I, the the stories, the 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 enrichment, the characters, all of those things um, really bring home, or at least bring out my 
I want to know everything. You know, that feeling of I got to know more. Uh I have to figure out where these characters have come from, how they interact with one another, what it means for me in my life here in my own context. That is the stuff that really gets my mind going. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, So yeah, we'll definitely link out to that show. And uh, well, I guess, you know, you mentioned really with that podcast specifically was a good example, but like, I guess anything else generally, you know, and you kind of got into it with like Star Trek too, just like when you, when you think about these things that you've always been into, um, how do you see these hobbies and interests that you have like positively contributing to your life? It sounds like, you know, Star Trek was role modeling and um, Harry Potter and uh, secret text is like helping you to think differently about things that are personally meaningful for you. So like if it's maybe like an anecdote or any other like thoughts like that about, about anything that you, um, have you know you, you know as a hobby or an interest that uh yeah how is it positively contributing to your life yeah so actually one of one of the one of my i guess i call it a hobby one of the things i have recently become so enthralled in is reading tarot cards which is like something i never really knew about it just like sprung into my life randomly um my partner actually was the person who was like hey i have this deck of tarot cards people tell the future with this right you should learn <laughs> And I remember seeing references to things like tarot cards across all of these different, you know, shows or you'd have like um, different, you know, different like wise people would have all these different divination tools. And I got I got so interested in that theme of of trying to discern kind of your present situation. It's I mean, essentially what it is, is meaning making. Right. So tarot cards, if you're not familiar, or it's a deck of cards that historically have been used for card games and that kind of thing, and then made a transition during the spiritualist movement in like the early 1900s um, of becoming like a divination tool. So they're like really richly symbolic pictures that are sort of put on a, a different affiliations with different meanings based on things like alchemy or astronomy. Like it really depends on how you discern the cards right but thinking about all of these like positive messages and the way that stories work the tarot brings together a bunch of symbolism that i had no idea was out there until i learned the deck um but it brings together a really cohesive story of of kind of what a human experience might look like um and i think that's why i've gotten so intrigued with it is because i can go through the deck and flip out a card and think about all of the different moments in my life where that card maybe has had an impact or, or could help me understand kind of what's going on now. Essentially, I use it like a reflective tool, um, but I have found such a vibrant community of people who use tarot in that way on Instagram. I've actually been able to connect with some other higher ed professionals <laughs> through that because they'll go on their stories and be like, hey, I'm at Admitted Students Day. And I'm like, oh my gosh, where do you work? And it's it, it's so cool that there are so many people now that are using the tarot as almost like a personal development tool. Um, so I, am, I have an Instagram profile for it. I'm about to start reading um, for other folks and it's just like such a beautiful moment of harmony between all of these different interests that I hold. It's it's a way of, to be helpful for myself and for others. It's also a great way to combine all of these different archetypes and stories. And one of the ways that I learned the cards was thinking about people like Counselor Deanna Troy or um, you know Princess Leia or different um, characters from Avatar, like all of these different. Uh, I guess archetypes show up for me as I think about these larger themes in my life. Um, and they just happen to all fall in this one little deck of cards. So I think that's a great example of 
like sometimes things just show up in your world that help you understand your world in such a beautiful and more vibrant way. And for me, that's kind of been where I've been spending a, a lot of my time is learning the cards and learning how they connect things that I love already. Yeah, that's powerful. I mean, yeah, because I, I, I think that's a good explanation of sort of how they fit in because I'm not like I know of them, but I'm not super familiar with, uh, yeah, I guess how people use them necessarily. And um, yeah, I mean, we're all just trying to make meaning of our world. And, uh, right. you know, yeah, I mean, for me, it's always kind of just been that simple, like karma formula, you know, like you put good energy out there and it comes back to you. So just always trying to do the right thing. And, um, but yeah, it's like, if you get into like, you know, having somebody, yeah, almost like being able to talk to you about what's going on, you know, and like kind of process mm-hmm. that way or something. And like, almost get out of your own head about it. But, um, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll be cool as you, uh, uh, connect with more folks on that and do readings and such, but, um, yeah. well, I guess, um, yeah, you know, related to anything that you've already mentioned or anything else that comes to mind. Um, so anything specifically, um, that you are reading, watching and, or listening to, it could be any of those categories or all of those categories. Um, anything that you want to just kind of give a tip of the hat to and, um, yeah, just so we can include in the show notes. Yeah. Um, so I am actually rereading an incredible book called Becoming Wise. Um, Becoming Wise is authored by Krista Tippett, who is the sort of force behind the podcast On Being, which is another thing that I highly recommend. It's an interdisciplinary look at basically the human experience from multiple perspectives, a lot of different levels. But in Krista's book, she brings together a number of themes that she's experienced during her journalism career and during this podcast that she's really championed. Um, And it is just such a beautiful book of like solid life lessons, but it's presented in a way that's very narrative friendly, which I appreciate. Um, Other podcasts I'm listening to right now, besides Harry Potter and the Sacred Text, um, are uh, The Memory Palace by Nate DeMeo. It's it's such a beautiful, poignant storytelling podcast, and it just captures these these moments of essentially memory, but in in a way that is just so beautiful. And, and they're short episodes, easy to take in, um, but they're just beautiful. And then the other big one that I've been listening to recently is Lore, um, mm. which is Aaron Mankey's exploration of folklore. Aaron does such an incredible job of connecting these sometimes like super frightful stories back to like common things that we all experience things like fear or things like, you know, wanting a sense of belonging, that kind of stuff. Um, and I learned so much about storytelling the world through his podcast. I really, really love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. My wife listens to, uh, Laura a lot. So like, uh, sometimes we're like riding together in the car. Uh, yeah, I've heard a few episodes and they're very well done. And, uh, we've watched the, uh, Amazon series, um, yeah, as well, which is, uh, I think a little more up my alley, like being able to visualize it, like made it even yeah. much more uh, powerful. So, um, yeah, really good stuff. Um, well then we will, uh, uh, wrap up here, um, as we always do. So if you want to just kind of, uh, end on an optimistic note with anything or things that you are looking forward to in your job, life and, or the world. So again, any or all of those uh, categories there, just uh, yeah, anything that you're looking forward to. Yeah. So, of course, we're in the summer season. So for residence life, we are really getting into the into the zone for RA training and things like that. And that's always an exciting time. You know, 
everybody's coming back with such beautifully refreshed energy for all of us that were on contract over the summer were maybe a little less refreshed but still really excited <laughs> um so, so that's always nice um i think in terms of some of the other stuff i'm super excited to be still continuing to grow my tarot card journey i guess i don't know i'm about to launch a website and like i said start doing readings for others and it's something that has been just such a wonderful kind of side project for a while now that um yeah i'm just excited that well first of all i'm excited that i've stuck with it because i i cycle through my interests pretty quickly you know i'm going through you know a reread of harry potter and then i jump into something new or i'll max out on these podcasts and i'll jump into something else but tarot i think because of the nature of what it is has stuck with me for for a while now so that's really exciting um yeah i think that i think that's pretty much it i'm really excited about all of the ongoing conversations that are happening with the star wars franchise right now <laughs> um and i i don't want to of course we don't want to like delve all the way into that but i think it's so cool that there are now sort of cross demographic conversations happening um i'm not a big reddit user but i love following the star wars stuff that goes on there uh I love I love the clash of the fan base. It's so intriguing to me, um, especially as somebody who like grew up with it, but grew up thinking about Star Wars. I think in not so many of the ways that some of the more traditional older fans may have. Um, so I'm just so excited about that and very intrigued to see where that franchise will go moving forward. Yeah, yeah. I think I think yeah. It seems like it comes up every once in a while on the podcast, and it's like to try and like temper myself to not. Uh, I guess. Uh, going too long of a tangent but yeah i think right you know i think it's going in the right direction and i think these are good conversations to have i think the last jedi was like almost so meta about letting the past die and like you know it's i need to rewatch it again just because you know you watch it the first time you're almost like paying too much attention to maybe the things that are just like flashy in front of you it's like you rewatch it you you know uh, take your time with it a little bit more but um yeah i mean because uh, i watched solo too and I, it, it was like just such a good like straightforward movie like that has some good mm-hmm. twists but it was just like yeah i mean i want more just like good star wars movies just like with all the marvel movies it's like some of them are mm-hmm. just like good they all have to be like the most epic you know like universe shattering movies of all time right. it's like ant-man and the wasp was just like a fun romp and like you know mm-hmm. again as the pun intended is like smaller in scale like <laughs> it, you know like it just the way that they do their stories is different than the rest of the, the mcu and stuff and it's like that's good um so yeah it's a lot of interesting stuff yeah happening in those uh in those communities and stuff but um yeah and i mean it, it, you know specifically with the tarot stuff it sounds like yeah like that's one of those like creative hobbies that I feel like everybody needs in some capacity. And sometimes it's stuff you do just for yourself. And sometimes it's stuff that you're going to put onto the world. And other times it's like stuff you're going to put onto the world and try to like build up into, you know, a sort of profitable venture. And, you know, sometimes it's like, no, I don't, I don't need it to be that. I don't want it to be that. And I just want to, mm-hmm. you know, connect with people about the things that I'm into and just create and do it yep. for creating sake or, you know, just like, you know, it sounds like maybe, at least for now, it's like, yeah, I just want to do this for the sake of doing it and connect with people. And like you said, it's like meaningful to you in the sense that it's like something that you've continued to do for a long time. And like podcasting has been one of those things for me or like playing video games. Like if I don't play mm-hmm. video games for a while, I 
start to realize, you know, it's like subconscious where it's like, oh, you know what? I haven't gamed in a while and I've like literally played video games my entire life and like try to keep that as a connection with like my brother because we always played video games together. So, yeah, yeah, it's like I take it for granted sometimes. So I've been uh, uh, making time for uh, what I want to make time for lately. And uh, it's definitely one of the things that has uh, uh, been been necessary to to make more time for for me. So um, I'm glad that you are also making time for the things that are uh, bringing you joy lately. So um, yeah, uh, all great stuff. We'll link out to everything that we, uh, talked about in this episode down the show notes as usual, but, uh, really appreciate your time, Carl, and, uh, all that you shared and, um, yeah, just a really fascinating story all the way from, uh, <laughs> ornamental chickens to tarot card reading. So um, there it is. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think anybody else will come close to just that, that breadth of things that is all part of your story. So, um, yeah, really cool stuff. And, uh, yeah, again, just appreciate your time and I'm, uh, uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Of course. Thank you for letting me be on and for sharing that wonderful and strange breadth experience. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. And, uh, yeah, just have a uh, good rest of your night. You too. This podcast is a proud member of the connect edu podcast network bringing together diverse voices and thoughtful discussions to the higher ed community. Check us out online at connectedu.network or on Twitter at connectedupod. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode of the Higher Ed Geek Podcast.